Wendy doing our uh, regional tour of the state for the Assemblies of God. And so Monday we drove to Hammond. We had services in Hammond. We stayed in the hotel, which they pay for the hotel and all that. And then Tuesday morning we got up, went to Lafayette, stayed. We did services last night in Lafayette. We drove back last night so we could be here today. In the morning we get up, we drive to Shreveport. And then we have services Thursday night in Shreveport, stay in a hotel, go to Monroe or West Monroe, I always forget. Farmerville, Farmerville actually, yes. Yes. Uh, Friday, we're going to be in Farmerville. And when that service is done on Friday night, we will drive back. So, and, and the reason I'm not at prayer is because I didn't want my wife to have to drive back by herself because she actually goes. Uh, my intentions was to be at prayer. But I do appreciate you guys praying without me. I promise you, I am praying. And, and just believing God is going to do mighty things. That's, that's our goal. But I learned a long time ago that some people won't go if they find out the pastor won't be there. So I just didn't say anything. I know. I wasn't worried about y'all. I was just hoping some of the extras. But that's okay. I've heard great things uh, each night. So I'm so appreciative about what God's doing. And uh, Beverly's like, I didn't know he wasn't here. <laughs> Thanks, Bev. Thanks, Bev. <laughs> that's it. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> oh, I already know that. And I love you guys. So it's just hilarious. But uh, yeah, so anyway, so we'll finish up Thursday, Friday night prayer. Saturday, we're going to have uh, Paul here. And uh, just believing for some mighty things. That the, the places he's been going and what God's been doing. And I just believe that, that we're at that peak where, where God wants to do that here as well. And so we're just priming the wells, all we're doing. Getting it ready, you know, praying and, and doing those things um, and, and just moving ourselves along. Amen. Just just trying to trying to do what God wants us to do because our community needs us. Uh, oh, I thought there was something on the way. I was looking like where they put. So but anyways, don't forget, we've got uh, the women's coming up. Uh, the Sisters of Strength on February the 9th. So they'll be praying about that as well. Uh, y'all going to be eating? What, what y'all doing? Y'all here? Okay, so going to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So um, February the 2nd, just, just so you know, you, you remember Cody Barbier? We, we raised the money for him to buy that backpack that he shows videos. Uh, he is going to stop by that morning and share with us what's going on. This is the last uh, Sunday he had available before he goes back. So I was like, dude, come on. I said, I know we've had all this stuff. So he's going to come and share the, uh, the thousands of people getting saved. With, with a video backpack. And it's just amazing what God is doing because we helped him raise a backpack that will show the Jesus film in their language off of batteries. So it's, it's got a screen, it's a, a projector with speakers, and we helped him buy that. It was a thousand bucks. And people get saved everywhere he goes, everywhere he's showing it. And, and he's just so excited about what God is doing. And so I was just like, you know what? I know we've had all these people. I said, Cody, you need to come by. He's going to be in the area anyways, come by, and he's going to bring his, his wife and his daughter, Anne-Marie, which if you remember Anne-Marie, she is a character. Uh, if you don't know Anne-Marie, you'll, you'll figure out Anne-Marie when she's here. Uh, she is actually uh, an African child that they have adopted, and she is a nut, man. She, she checked in last night to the thing and put the sticker right there on her head with her name and who she was. She didn't put it on her shirt like all the other kids. She put it right there, and she just walked around looking at you like, you know. She's, she's, she's not just tall. She's a character. So, but anyways, so uh, be praying that God will, will just speak to more people, amen, to, to come to listen to what God is doing. Because I, I think it will encourage all of us. That's, that's my prayer, amen. 
That's my prayer. So anybody ready to do a little bit of worship tonight? I know I'm ready to do some worship tonight. And uh, at 6.30 was great for us because we were able to get up there and actually do a little bit of practice. Hallelujah. And uh, so we're going to get up there and get ready to do some worship. And uh, y'all ready? I'll let y'all get buckled up. Yeah, okay. So well, while they're getting ready up there, did anybody see that deer that Megan killed? <laughs> Sorry if you're an animal lover, but we eat meat around here. So, man, that thing, that, that rack was huge. <laughs> Megan went out deer hunting Sunday after church. Was it a 17 inch rack? Man, that was. <laughs> they sent me a picture. I was like, my Lord, man. So, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan's got a picture of it. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all ready? Let's stand up tonight and we're going to open up in prayer and then we're going to do some worship. Amen. figure out what pocket my stuff's in. There it is. Lord, we are so thankful that we get to be here with you tonight, oh God. Lord, and I pray that you would just have your way in this place, God. Have your way. Have your way in us, oh Jesus. Have your way in us. Have your way in us. Just stay here for a second and just listen to the Lord. Hmm. Turn the prayer lights on for a second, guys. I want to do something real quick. Yeah, turn the prayer lights on. So, so earlier today, somebody came to me, and, and, and I've been praying about, you know, Lord, how, how do we do this? But, but I offended somebody in the church, and I, I want to let you know that, that I offended Red, and she came and told me that. And I, I want to openly tell you that I did that. I offended her, and I was wrong. And, and I, I apologized, and that's why I want to do it publicly, to show her that I am sorry for offending her. Amen? And, and I just still pray that she'll forgive me for that. But I want you guys to know that. I am human. And, and I just, you know, and it's, I don't want to enter into worship and just say, God, I still have things on my heart, you know. I don't want that. I want to enter into, heart with, into worship with a clean heart. Amen. So I just want to openly say that again in front of everybody. And, you know, we'll let God do what he's going to do through all of this. Amen. So just wanted to do that and uh, let you guys know, hey, it's okay. You know, it's not okay that it happened. But we as a body of believers can come to each other and, and say, hey, I offended somebody with this. And, and. We should do that. That's what the word says. Amen. That's what the word says. But not everybody's going to have a microphone where they can stand up in front of everybody. So, but again, I just wanted to do that publicly to let you guys know, hey, you know, I, I've, I've wronged somebody and I've asked for forgiveness and uh, just pray that God will forgive that and, and help heal that. Amen. So come on, let's do some worship now. Can we do that? Do I need to hit the button? Hallelujah. Anybody ready to do some worship tonight? Come on, let's worship. Just raise your hands tonight. Come on. Father, we love you. 
sleeping out there tonight, are you? Worthy of every song. 
giving some praise and some shout in this place hallelujah hallelujah father we worship you you are worthy oh god you are worthy oh god to be praised and adored and loved guys you know one day we're going to get to heaven and we're going to be singing and singing and singing it don't even matter what key it's in or anything else we're just going to sing anyways amen hallelujah Turn and greet someone real quick. Tell them how much you love them, and we're going to get ready to pass out some stuff and do some teaching tonight. Amen. Day and night, night and day, let the incense rise. Yeah. Hallelujah. seen pictures. Don't see them. Just got to see it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are worthy of it all. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to get ready. I don't have any slides up there tonight. I, there's so many scriptures in this one. I figured, you know what? It's on the paper. Let's just because we'd be jump, 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 so I just figured, no. Mm. Ah, I figured we'd just stay with the papier tonight. Hallelujah. So we're going to jump back in here again of principles of warfare. I think the title slide's about all there is, but I know uh, Becca's passing them out. And uh, have you been learning anything? Has this been good? It's been all right? Okay. I, I know I've... Been, you know, as, as I study and as I go through and even as I talk sometimes, it's like, man, I forgot about that, you know, or I didn't think about that or this. And so it, it's been good for me to just go over it again, to go over it again. And uh, so tonight we're going to jump into this and uh, principles of warfare. Turn those a minute for you. Oh, that's what happened. One of them shifted to just fan. And we're going to go straight from the paper tonight. I said I didn't put them on there because it's just everything is in here. So let's look at this top statement. Everybody have a copy that needed a copy? Okay. It says, according to Eddie Smith in Making Sense of Spiritual Warfare, page 92 through 93, there are three warfare principles. And we're going to jump into a few of them tonight. Thank you. Effective warfare requires words of rebuke. Now, what does rebuke mean? Correction. 
you know, I think today in our society, we, we think rebuke is, is so much more than that. You know, uh, if, if you tell anybody they were wrong on anything, we have the snowflake generation, as they call it, you know, uh, it, it's just you, you can't say things like that. Judging. judging, right. It's not a judgment. It, it's, it might be a fact, <laughs> right? Honesty. What happened to that? Like I heard a guy the other day say, uh, Dave Ramsey on the radio last night when we were driving back, uh, I'm speaking common sense, but it's just not very common anymore, and most people don't have any sense. And uh, so, you know, and as Christians, we rebuke the dev- devil and all, and it's just like, really, how does that work? Right, you know, so that's what we're looking at is that effective warfare requires words of rebuke. Look what they said here. Power and authority are not synonymous with emotions. Shouting at a demon or the devil will not make them move one inch. The Bible says that Jesus rebuked the demon spirits, storms, and people. This does not mean that he screamed at them. Prayer can have passion and be loud, but I don't think we have to yell louder to move God or to make the devil leave. I have been around in in services where they've got people there and they're praying with them and everybody's going deaf around them and they're all going hoarse. And it's just like, you know, uh, I don't think it's going to change anything. Hey, look what we have. You want those? Okay, good. I was just sitting here thinking like, wait a minute, I got a whole bag of halls right there. That's Megan's food. For Sunday morning. So it, it doesn't mean that you're being loud. It means you're speaking with authority. And sometimes speaking with authority has a sternness behind it that can seem loud. Right? It doesn't mean you're yelling. It means you're speaking with an authority. And, and we're going to look through some scriptures here. You know, a police officer doesn't have to yell to be strong. But yet what's generally happening is, is the other side is so noisy they have to yell to get over them. So we're going to talk about authority here with the word rebuke. So look, look at the first scripture, Matthew 8, 26. Jesus rebuked the storm and it ceased. Has anybody ever been out in the ocean when a storm arose? Yeah. Do you think yelling at it would have done much? Uh, not really. Because I can be honest with you, I've been in storms where you, you couldn't have heard your yell. I've been through a hurricane on an aircraft carrier, going into it, heading into the wind, and it was very loud with with 100 knot winds coming across the deck, and knot is, what, 1.3, 1.4 miles an hour, and so it was very fast, and that wind was deafening. So rebuking the storm doesn't mean I yell, but it means I'm speaking from a place of authority, right? Luke 4.35 is the, is the, the one Jesus rebuked the demon in a child, and the demon came out okay paul instructed timothy in some fundamentals of walking faithfully in the ministry god had given to him look at this timothy was told rebuke those to whom he ministered to rebuke does not mean to scream or even talk loudly i I have been in instances and i I know i've told you this before but i'm going to reiterate it again for for the teaching purposes that being saved basically through a street ministry, right? And, and we did a lot of ministry on the street where you would deal with stuff. And, and you learn to walk up and deal with what's in front of you, even though you may not understand it. And, and one of the first examples that I had 
was as a youth pastor filling in for another church as their interim youth pastor. I've got 25 teenagers, 30 teenagers in there. I'm the only adult in the building. I'm doing worship, and I see one kid flopping around on the floor like a fish, and I see another one over there. They're sitting on her arms, and I'm just singing, Jesus. I have no idea what's going on down there. Jesus. And I just sang. Okay, okay guys, how, what, what is going on, right? And, and there was a sweet presence in the room, and it's just like, and this, this one girl flopping on like a fish. Man, I'm glad I brought my oil tonight and with my bag, and, right? And, and so now it's like, God, I have no idea what I'm fixing to do here, but I know I have authority. And that don't look right. It's a fish out of water. So I blathered up, got a bunch of oil, because I figured extra oil would help. Right? And, and so now I'm like, in the name of Jesus, stop. Right? And I prayed for her, and that was it for her. The other one was a whole different story. And, and, and yelling wouldn't have had anything, but I, I watched pastors in the, the past that were yelling and screaming, and I saw some that did not. And I'm like, but everything I see, Jesus just spoke. And if I'm operating in the same authority that he had, I should be able to speak. Should be able to, right? Now, sometimes that's not what's going to happen. And so the other child we ended up, I prayed for, and it just, it was an amazing opportunity for me to learn and the teenagers around because she was ripping her skin off with her fingernails. And I told them to let her go. And they're like, no, she's going to, I said, no, watch. I said, the word of God says we have authority. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you. Do not harm her again. And she did this. And she couldn't touch her face. And they're all looking around. I said, guys, this is the power of the word. The power of Jesus. It's not about how loud we are or any of that. And we prayed for her and, and we cast the devil out, right? And what it was is if they had played with their Ouija board before they came to church. So what had happened was is they, they I don't believe they were completely possessed because they're believers but he was on them so bad that he was ripping their face. And, and so it wasn't very difficult to get rid of it. It's not like it had been 50 years and they've had these things on them all their life, right? So we have to be ready to speak at those things when they present themselves. Because not all bad, uh, bad attitude is demonic. Some is just bad attitude. But when we sense where we're at, no, devil, I'm not, no, not today. Not today. I rebuke you. The Lord rebukes you, right? The Lord rebukes you. And so we see here now, I'm, I say I'm going to go through some of these scriptures so we can kind of build a, uh, an example of what we're doing. This, the next one is 2 Timothy 4.2. He says, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. So does that mean if you're not preaching, you don't have to rebuke something? Does that mean that's only for the preachers? No. But he's explaining to Timothy because Timothy was a preacher. And it's the same thing for us, right? Look at Luke 17, 3 right there. Jesus told his disciples that if a brother wrongs you, then rebuke him and then forgive him if he repents. The idea of rebuke is in this verse is to speak frankly, honestly, and even politely to someone who is wrong. Frankly, honestly, and politely to somebody who is wrong. Now, here's a real good question for you. If the devil has stepped into a situation, if, if a demonic spirit has stepped into a situation that he does not belong, all you have to do is tell him, you don't belong here. 
in the name of Jesus, the Lord rebukes you. You must go. But what if he stays? Then for some reason, he has a belonging to that. Think about that. If, if, if a, something like this is happening in your home, oh, well, my home has been sanctified, and I pray over my home. Somehow he's got a door. And you can't throw somebody out who has a legal right to be there. And you can say, the Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus and throw holy water on him and everything else, but he has a legal right to be there. So you are now speaking out of turn, aren't you? Again, it's like a police officer. A police officer deals in criminal matters, not civil matters, right? Now, they will step in and assist, but criminally, they can arrest you. But if a husband and wife are having a disagreement, they may ask the husband to leave so that neither one of them have to go to jail, but they can't force either one of them to leave because that's a civil matter. Because they both have a legal right to the property, right? They both have a legal right to the property. So to cast the devil out or, or to rebuke the enemy for somewhere that he has a legal right to be, you don't have the authority over that. So don't step into a place you don't have the authority. But the difference is, is when they don't have the authority. That's where we're looking at here tonight when we're praying for things. See, the enemy has taken a foothold in our community and has a legal right to be here. And what we're doing is taking back the legal right through prayer. We're taking it back through prayer. And then we can begin to speak to him and make him go. So what we've got to do is battle through prayer to take his rights away. Through the power of Jesus Christ, we can go in and take back what the enemy stole. Right? Then there's a song about that. Right? We were playing around with that the other day up there. So, all right. Look at this one here. To rebuke is scriptural. It is a strategy in spiritual warfare. To rebuke someone is not a prayer. I don't pray to rebuke. It is a statement. It is a statement of authority. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Why can I say that? Because I know Jesus is in me. He has given me the authority to speak and through his name. Right? When we rebuke someone or something like a storm, we are not praying to that person or thing. To rebuke in spiritual warfare is something necessary, but we never pray to the devil or to a demon. Look at Jude 9 right there on the bottom. Don't do like I did and, and type into the program to try to put it up there early and just kept typing Jude 9 and, and nothing would come up. It's just like, yeah, okay, hold on. Jude 1 colon 9. There it was. Keep forgetting. There's only one book, so the system didn't know what to do because it didn't, it, it didn't know what verse I was looking for because I hadn't told it what chapter it was in. It's just the way the system is. It's like, there's only one chapter. Why is this a problem? It says, Michael the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued against the um, about the body of Moses. Look what he did. He did not dare pronounce against him a railing or a judgment, but he said, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. We never run from a battle, but we don't let the devil intimidate us. Do you think Michael was intimidated by the devil when he was up there? You know, Satan was, was a pretty interesting looking angel, Right. And, and so why do you think Michael wasn't intimidated? What do you think the reason was behind that? Huh? 
Yeah, he knew whose side he was on. He knew whose army he was on, right? He, he knew who was standing behind him and in front of him, and he knew. He knew what God had already said. He knew all of this stuff. So he was operating in the authority that God had sent them there to operate in. Do you think Michael just jumps down and goes and fights for Moses' body because he wants to? No. No. Michael went because the Lord dispatched. That's a great word. Dispatched him. Just like I believe that angels are dispatched to do things. And when we allow them, God, I pray the angels that you've dispatched to this reason, this region, are released to go fulfill their purpose. I may not understand all of their purpose and I may not see them, but I understand there's a spiritual world, which means there are spirits in that world and there's angelic hosts. And just like when, when one of the examples in the Old Testament, Lord, I pray that you open his eyes so he can see and he saw all the angels all up and down the mountains, right? I believe they are here battling for us when we partner. But we're partnering for what God is doing, not our desires. Not our desires. My desire is to see this region free. I believe that's God's desire, so therefore we can work together, right? We can pray and we can release. But we don't jump out and fight when God's not releasing us to do that because that gets you in trouble. So look at this. Don't let fear have any place in your warfare. Stand your ground with the backing from the word of God and do not fear. Can I tell you that it is easy to be afraid when the enemy comes in and starts to do those things to you? One of my first experiences with this, when the Lord was teaching me boldness through the Holy Spirit, it was in our house in Beaumont on uh, Shepherd Drive. So interesting. I lived on Shepherd Drive. And I moved from Shepherd Drive to Quell Valley. Isn't that interesting? I didn't catch it. My buddy caught it many years later. But here I am in the old living room. You know, it was one of those houses that had one bathroom, three bedrooms, and an itty living room, you know, with the front door. Yeah, and then they added on a whole bunch, thank God, and, and added another bedroom. So the, the living room became kind of an office and a prayer room. And, and I remember being on my knees praying one night. Now, the front door of the house had settled a little bit and it had too many coats of paint on it. So you know what happens then. Them thick wooden doors, it's like you can never move them. And you got to do this, try to get the deadbolt locked on them. And we didn't use that door, okay? <laughs> and actually, the screen was locked, and so we didn't even mess with it. Because, I don't know, I would have had to kick it to try to get it open. And I'm praying, and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, and, and I begin to sense something. And I was like, first time I'd ever sensed that. I didn't know what that was. And I felt fear. And I'm on my knees in the room just praying, and Lord, I don't understand. And all of a sudden, I heard that door as if somebody put their shoulder up against it, and I heard the paint kind of, ooh, what is that? And about that time, I felt the Spirit of God rise up for me when I, I stood up on my knees, if you could say. I, I was on my knees, but kind of setting. And I got up, and man, the Holy Spirit, I, I felt it begin to rise up, and I felt, I heard that thing again. And from there, it was, you do not belong here. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. It wasn't, I'm going to turn and run. It was, you don't belong here. Why? Because I knew he did not belong here. And I felt the Holy Spirit rising up inside me to say, we're fixing the fight. But I never grabbed a weapon. I spoke. I spoke. Because there's power in our prayer. There's power in what we speak. And that's one of the things I, I try to explain to you, that, that 
yes, there's times for silent prayers and listenings, but when you're going to battle, you have to speak because you are the voice God is wanting to use at this moment. There are times when you're quiet. I've been in places where I'm quietly praying under my breath because I can't do anything more than that. But there's other times where I have to speak. I have to speak things because if I'm not speaking them, God said, let there be light. He could have just thought it and it would have happened anyways, but there's power in the words that he releases. So do not fear. Look at Ephesians 6 right here. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Now, you notice right there he didn't say the attacks. He said schemes. Are schemes really attacks or are they something that tries to make you afraid of what could happen? Think about that for a second. The enemy is scheming around you. He's playing. And a lot of times he's making you afraid of what could happen. That's old warfare techniques is all it is. Old warfare techniques. Right? You make a lot of noise out there and they think there's an entire army and there's like 10 people. And then the soldiers start to become afraid, like, man, we're not going to be able to win this. We're not. When that starts settling in here, they're not going to fight here. Because people don't want to fight a battle they don't think they can win. They want to go home. Why do you think throughout history, in, in World War II, they dropped all these pamphlets behind the enemy lines? Psychological warfare. The enemy does the same thing to us. He's always scheming. There's no way you're going to make it. <laughs> rebuke me all you want. Devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. <laughs> what are you going to do to me? I rebuke you. In the, he knows he's having to leave, but he's talking as he's going backwards. Right? And he's constantly trying to tell you that there's, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. And he's getting louder as he's going. But the thing is, he's leaving. Because it's schemes for him. Look at 1 John right here. 4, four through 5. Look at this. You are from who? God, little children, and have overcome them, the spirits that are not of God, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Now, who's in the world? Satan. Satan has been cast down in all of his demonic forces. So greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who is in you? The Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That spirit is greater than Satan. Think about that. So when you speak from the authority of that spirit, you're not speaking of your own. I may not be able to do anything, but I know he can. He has the authority from the throne. Why? Because he is God. That's the Holy Spirit of God. So it's not me speaking, it's the authority of God speaking. And when we understand that, greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. Sometimes when you're speaking and you're fighting for things, the world is going to speak negatively of it all around you. Well, why do you want to pray that way? Why do you want to keep praying for a healing? You're sick. Because I can. Oh, what if he never heals you? I'm going to pray anyways. Right? And so what they're trying to do is trying to put doubt in there. Well, what if he doesn't heal me? 
What if it never happens? What if? What if? Right? And they try to, again, it's a scheme of the enemy. Look at the next one right here. 2 Timothy 1.7. 2 Timothy 1.7. For God did not give us a spirit of what? Timidity, fear, right. Cowardice of craving or cringing, fawning fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear. Did not give us the, the desire to go hide. What did he do? What does it say? He has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Self-control. Did not give me a spirit of fear. Spirit of fear comes in when I don't allow God's spirit to bring peace. You're either going to have one or the other. You're going to operate in one or the other. You're going to operate in peace. You're going to operate in fear. Well, I'm kind of in the middle. Not really. You're on the verge of fear. You're on the verge of peace, one or the other. You're, you're always there, right? You're always there. Because the thing is, is you understand what you're operating from when something comes up. What do you do when a situation arises is when you figure out where you're at. The problem is, is it's too late. Because you're going to react. You're going to do. Right? I, I saw a, a Facebook post. It talked about guns, and I'm, you know, I'm, it, it said not having one in the chamber is like not having your seatbelt on and saying I can put one on, my seatbelt on right before the accident. To walk around spiritually and say, well, when I need Jesus, I'll pray for him, and he'll help me in this situation. Or I'm going to spend time in prayer preparing myself for a spiritual battle, but I'm going to wait till it comes. Doesn't make much sense, does it? Right. We always have to be prepared. Look at this next one. Effective warfare is respect for the devil. Now, why do we need to respect the devil? Just before we even get into it, yeah, Mike, don't get ahead. Come on. Why do we need to respect the devil? Respect the, your enemies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I've always looked at it as this. What did Jude say? Michael didn't bring a railing against him. No accusation. All Michael said was, the Lord rebuke you. Right? Remember what Jude 9 said? So if, if Michael the archangel can't come and do that, and he's around the throne of God, can I do that? Now I speak what I know to be true. Right? I can speak this. You are the father of lies. I can speak those things. So you want to respect the devil to the point that he is the ruler of this world, but he's a defeated foe. Jesus took the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and has given us the ability to speak back life into a dead place. But what he's doing is he's fighting on his retreat. He's already defeated, but he just won't give up. He's entrenched into the world, and he won't leave. But can I tell you, he will leave one day. <laughs> one day, him and all of his followers will leave. And they will be judged. And, and I don't think that's going to be a very good day for them. And I don't think that's going to be a grand day for us either. As we watch people being drug away 
and dealt with. Can you imagine that? People being dealt with because of the fact that they followed the devil blindly a lot of times. So that's why we need to fight in prayer for them to be released. Their minds to be released, their eyes, their ears, their hearts, so they can receive the glorious love of Jesus Christ. But it takes us fighting. It takes us rebuking the enemy. Devil, we rebuke you in what you're doing in this region. We command you to stop through the name and the power of Jesus Christ. And then you begin to pinpoint, which is what we've been doing through the week, pinpointing specific things, right? Like our, our, our prayer, our prayer uh, let me pull it up real quick. Like pinpoint praying, Holy Spirit, have freedom in our church. That's pinpoint. Have freedom in our church. Holy Spirit, have freedom in where our area. We pray lost souls will come to know Jesus as Savior in our area. How can that happen? We rebuke the devil in his schemes. We rebuke the devil in his power to control them. We fight against those things. See, so that's what we're talking about. Recognize and respect the devil and his position, but do not give him any more attention than necessary. I heard a preacher say it one time. He says, I don't want to give the, cre- the devil any more credit than he already has because he's blamed for a lot of things that he hasn't done. He's blamed for a lot of things. Well, the devil did it. No, he didn't. You did it. You did it because you wanted to. Just don't blame him. Take, right? He is the prince of the power of the air, according to Ephesians 2.2. 2. Call him by name and invoke the authority of who? The word. Because I've been told this many times in reading through books through the years, that most believers have never faced Satan himself. They're facing these little angels that are now demons. That's who they're dealing with, these demonic forces. They're not facing Satan himself. Because remember, he's not omnipotent. He's not omniscient. He's not everywhere. There's only one of him. That's right. There's only one of him. He doesn't know everything, and he's not everywhere all the time. That's those demonic forces that are out there. Now, if you think about that, hmm, only a third of the angels were cast down. So that means there's two-thirds left. So we outnumber them two to one. But then the Holy Spirit comes down and lives in every believer now. <laughs> Come on, you see what I'm going with this? So we do have the authority and we have the backup to go along with it. We just have to use it. We have to speak it. Look at James 4, 7 right here. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Not assist. Resist. Not assist. Resist. Resist. No devil, I'm not. Stop. I rebuke you. Stop. Right? It just, you have to resist even when the temptations come, because temptations will come. Things will come against you. Look at Ephesians 4 right there. Neither give place to the devil. Now, what are we talking about, give place to the devil? What do you think? Anybody? Don't let him in. Don't ponder on him any longer than you need to. Don't give him, yeah, definitely don't give him glory. There's a whole lot of that going on. Have you noticed every TV show nowadays seems to have these these powerful witches that are saving the world? What happened to Batman and Robin and, and, and all those guys? They were saving the world, and pow, and, you know, yes, I watched those. Now it's always the, the, the witches saving the world. 
How? <laughs> How? Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy what, what we see going on out there today. Don't give place to the devil. Don't sit there and think about him too long. When he comes in, just deal with it. Shut it down. Shut it down. And I tell you, when you're flipping the TV and you have an idea to go back, just flip it two more the other way. He's trying to get a foothold. He's trying to get something in there. And maybe even, devil, I rebuke you. I'm not watching you. Turn that off, right? Look at this, Matthew 4. Or recognize the devil will mimic what God does and recognize his devices. Recognize the devil will mimic what God does. Recognize his devices. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. He will come as an angel of light. He will come speaking things. Can I tell you, though, that sometimes it is difficult to tell the difference. But if you listen long enough, he always reveals himself. Because when you listen to what God is saying, if, if especially when somebody is coming in and speaking to you and releasing something to you, you will hear the love in it or the exhortation or the correctness that God is bringing to you. But when the enemy comes in and tries to use someone, man, you've been going through a tough season. This season is going to last a little while longer and it's going to get hard. It's just tough. It's just, did you hear anywhere in there where, where God said that you're going to be okay because he's with you? And it, it's always down, 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 down. But it sounded good. You're going through a tough season. Well, maybe I am. Yeah, oh, I know. I am. And it's going to last a little bit longer. Oh, God, I knew it was going to last longer. But you continue to listen. Nowhere in there was it, but he says he's going to be with you. He's going to help you through this. He's going to, right? You, you can listen and say, no, my God said he's never going to leave me nor forsake me. He's not going to leave me in this alone. Right? So you have to listen to what's being told. Where God's fixing to bless you. You're fixing to do this, 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 and this. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, am I going to get a better job? What do you mean? Well, you just said I'm fixing to get a new car. Somebody going to donate it to me? Or am I going to get a better job? Or You know, you have to listen to what's being said. And to judge what's being said. Because you start receiving this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's going to get in. I had somebody here recently trying to tell me, well, well, I believe this is what God was showing you through that vision. Mm, I don't think so. Because it was 18 years ago. I know what it meant. <laughs> and then they argued with me about it. Then I knew it wasn't from God. What do you mean you're going to argue with me about what I think God spoke to me? You know, and, and so we have to pay attention to what is going on because he will mimic. He will mimic. And that's why we need to be prayed up and prepared. Can I tell you that I was sitting in, in church one time praying, and, and our, our, our pews went together at an angle. So sometimes I'd sit in the front and just kind of put my arms because they did this, you know, because it went out. And I had the worship music on, and, man, it was just a sweet presence of God in the room. And I was sitting there just praying. I was by myself. And all of a sudden, I felt something walk up behind me. And it was almost like my spirit stood up, turned around, and looked. And it was a gray figure sitting right behind me. Now the worship music is on. And man, I feel the presence of God in this place. And I'm just praying and loving on Jesus. And this gray figure walks up. So what is that? So you know what my question was? Are you for me or against me? That's what the word says. Right? Are you for me or against me? 
Didn't say a word. Well, I'm pretty sure God would have announced it, right? If this was a good spirit, I'm for you because God is not confusion. So then immediately last day, well, then you must be against me because you're not speaking to me, telling me. I, now I'm confused because I don't know. The Lord rebuke you. You need to leave. And it laughed and sat there in the presence of God. Did I give him any more time than that? I just turned around and went back to worshiping because all he was going to do was waste my time. So I just turned around and I continued to worship, right? I, I could have continued to fight him. I just went back to worshiping. But he was sitting in the presence of God. Which, you see, it's so we, we have to know that they are there. They're around us. They're happening. But when we are prayed up and we're ready, we can see what's going on. We'll see the heart behind. Discerning of spirits is not that you can see that it's demonic spirits. Discerning of spirits is you can see the motive behind things. Can I tell you, I've talked to ministers before. It was a situation one time, and, and I was like, man, something's wrong. And I was talking to uh, one of the leaders at, in another church, you know, and I said, there's, there's, there's something here we need to watch. Oh, no, no, no. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't know. This is weird. Sure enough, about a week later, it revealed itself. The guy had an ulterior motive. It wasn't a bad motive, but he had a motive. You see, so we need to notice what the devil is doing and how he's coming in trying to fake things. Because he will do that to you. He will do that to you. Look at the next one. Matthew 4. And he, Jesus, said to them, come after me as disciples, letting me be your guide. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Look what he said. Jesus told Andrew and Matthew, if they would follow him, he would make them fishers of men. They did, and he said, Satan is a thief and a deceiver. He fishes for men because he copied the strategy from what Jesus said we would do. Satan is always attempting to lure people into his kingdom. We must be aware of his devices and refuse to lure, be lured from Christ. It was a book that I read that there were people fighting. One group was fighting what seemed to be a righteous fight. Then there was another group that had just been following the Lord. Next thing you know, they get stuck in the fight. And what it was is these people had been deceived that the fight they were fighting was a good fight. They loved the Lord, but they were fighting a fight that was no longer any good. And now what they were doing was hurting other believers. And in the end, they were fighting each other. And in the end, what happened was they started fighting themselves and killing each other off gossip and all these things they started out on a righteous path and the enemy got in and started deceiving and letting things happen and when we see the enemy come in what should one of the very first words we say devil we rebuke you in the name of jesus you don't belong here you don't belong here you have no right to this peace anoint your property anoint the area that you pray in. you do not belong here in this area i am free and clear of you in my mind you cannot come in this area. This is an area that is cleansed. You have that place of warfare that you can go to. Because he will try to mess with you while you're praying. He'll turn your phone off, leave it outside. Turn your music up super loud so you don't hear nothing. Because I guarantee you, this thing will ring the minute. <laughs> the minute. <laughs> so, huh? Oh, guarantee you, it's going to happen. Look at the, uh, the last page right there. This is from the Happy Intercessor by Benny Johnson. Now, I, I have to admit, I don't know who this is, but I, I look, look at this, this quote right here. 
Intercessors have the ability to pick up on many things that are going on in the spirit realms. Often it seems like intercessors get so focused on what the devil is doing that they do not look at what God is doing. There's devil around every corner. The question is not what is the devil doing. The question should be what is God doing. This should be the life theme of all the people of God. I didn't say the intercessors of God, the people of God. The world is destroying itself. But if I focus on that, I will never see what God is doing. I read an article today about a pastor over in Africa that got beheaded by, by one of these crazy groups again. And it, it, it made me sad. But if I only focus on that, I will not focus on what God is doing in the same country, 500 miles apart or more, saving thousands. Across the, the ocean right there in Iran, tens of thousands of Muslims getting saved. If I only focus on that, where is my warfare going to focus? Right there. Lord, I, I pray for that family and all that's going on. I, I rebuke the devil's attacks in that area, and then I move on. But look at this. This should be the life theme of all the people of God. I'm discovered that many intercessors do not live out of a place of joy because they get stuck in the earthly realm and are preoccupied with logic and reasoning. Then their prayers get focused on what seems logical, which is not where God is coming from most of the time. Some intercessors get stuck in a realm where they're focused on the devil so that they only see hopelessness, doom, and fear. The problem is that when intercessors choose to pray from those realms, they end up praying from a defensive place. I tell you, we never pray from a defensive place. I'm not in a corner backed up with all of my walls up waiting for the charge. Not where we fight from. Not where we fight from. Because number one, it's hard to dance in a corner. Hard to move around when you're in, in a corner. When the devil seems that he has backed you in a corner, that's when you should feel the spirit rising up at you most. When you feel that coming in, you need to stop and look and say, what is going on? I, I was a recruiter in the Navy in Beaumont. I had just put this, this person in the car. It was a young lady. I was fixing to bring her to, uh, to Houston to join the Navy. And we were in the parking lot, and it was the shopping center where our office was. And I saw this guy coming across. And I'm fixing to get in the car, and all of a sudden I look, and it's like I could see something with this guy. Whew. And just something was like, this ain't right. This ain't right. And the guy pulled a knife out, and he was just beelining at me. I'm in uniform. I wasn't as big as I am today, so I wasn't as intimidating. I could have gotten in the car and left, but for some reason the Holy Spirit said no. What did I do? Did I run? Did not. Not at all. Craziest thing I think I've ever done. I stood right there and I looked at him. The Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Leave. He turned around and walked off. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> but there was something inside me that says, this is what you're going to do. And I wanted to get in the car. I wasn't looking for that. I, I wasn't trying to be some super spiritual guy. Right? But for some reason, that's what the Lord wanted. I don't know what that guy's plan was other than that. But all I did was allow the Holy Spirit to direct where I was at that moment in time, and I reacted. I spoke what I felt the Lord wanted me to speak. Because if you look at 1 Peter 5, 8 and 10, be sober spirit, be on alert. Be on alert. 
right? Always be on alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experience of suffering and being, are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Be of sober faith and be alert, because there's bad things happening. There's people out there that are coming around trying to devour. I, I remember a story from a pastor I had when I first got saved. They were out in Chandler, Arizona, and I always remembered this. This guy spent half of a day at least every day praying. This pastor, at least half the day every day praying, sometimes more than that. And he would go into a restaurant, and if there was anything in there, he was going to, it was going to, it's just like he was a beacon, say, mess with me. And he walked into a restaurant one day, and a couple guys got out of their car and came in, and they sat behind him. And, and the other pastors were all looking, and he just didn't say a word. He just kept himself quiet, and they could hear him almost mumbling. And all of a sudden, he picked his head up, and he said, amen. And they heard three booms in the back. I got up and looked. All those guys then fell face down on the table. <laughs> he, he then prayed for every one of them. That, yeah, whatever demonic force it was that was coming in to mess with him, that God had already dealt with. That stuff happens. It happens. It happens. But we need to be alert to when it's around us. Right? Do, do you always go in with a gun blazing as a police officer? No. You pay attention to what's going on and you deal with it the way you need to deal with it. And the, the cool thing is, is we have the Holy Spirit. Unlike a police officer has their training and their, their wits, we have the Holy Spirit in us saying, don't go in there. Just, just, just pray. It'll be all right. Just pray. I tell you, I, I prayed with people that, that I felt there was, there was something going on in their life and people had been praying, trying to cast the devil out of them and cast the devil out of them. And I just said, hey, hey, hey. Now I'm going to use Mike, but he's not possessed. Don't worry. In the name of Jesus, I release peace right now. And you must leave. And they left. Is that me? No. It's knowing what the word says. And God saying, hey, go do this. I don't go looking for devils. I promise you, I don't go looking for them. I'm not looking for a fight, but when it comes up, I'm not going to run away. I'm just too pull-headed, right? And then I'm bigger than I was, so now I'm a little more intimidating than I was. No, because spiritually, it doesn't matter. Spiritually, it doesn't matter, right? So, guys, we've got to learn to speak, to rebuke, to, to, to read the Word and study it so that we can do effective battles. Because, again, the world needs us praying. The world needs us doing warfare. Because if people are going to get saved, they're not getting saved because of the music. They're not getting saved because some cool preacher. They're getting saved because the power of the Holy Spirit is drawing them. No man comes to the Father unless he is drawn. It's not cool preaching. It's none of that. It's their heart is being drawn. How are they drawn? By the Spirit. How can they be drawn when they are so bound they can't get out? They're locked up. They're drawn because there's a church and a people that are praying for them to be set free, even if it's only long enough for a shaft of light to go in and say, you are a sinner, you need Jesus. And I believe that's all it takes is a minute crack. And God will change the world. That's what he did with 12 people. Turn the world upside down. 
So we walk into battle with an authority that you sh you're supposed to be there. Being on an aircraft carrier was an interesting experience because I knew when that aircraft carrier pulled up, that was the biggest piece of American soil anywhere outside of this continent. And we could take over most small countries. And when we came up and started launching, something was going to change. We weren't there to play. And that's how our prayer should be. Devil, I'm not here praying for my food tonight. I'm here because I'm fixing to give you a hard time. Because people need to be saved and set free. That's how we need to pray. That's how we need to be. That's always my prayer. Lord, use me when I walk into Walmart, when, when I'm anywhere. Because our prayers are not just here. Use them out there. What, what does the word also say? This isn't in there. You go into a home and you can release peace. You know, I go into homes and, and I walk in sometimes. And Lord, I just release peace in this home. And you can tell things are going on. Me and Jonathan went to a house one day down the road over here. They've been having some demonic things happen. We knew what was going on in that home when we walked in the bedroom. Like, whoo, Lord. You could sense it, man. It was like ice chills. Ice chills. And Jonathan had never experienced that before. But guess what? He got a firsthand teaching that day because I didn't tell him nothing. As I'm walking by the nightstand, boy, my leg just about froze off. It's like, and he walked around the bed and I'm like, what's on that nightstand? So I start moving things around. Oh, it's a tattoo book. Oh, satanic tattoos. Oh, more satanic tattoos. I said, here's your problem. And then after we start talking about it, he said, man, there was something under that bed. I know my feet were freezing. I could feel it. But here's the crazy part. Guess what we did not do? We did not cast any devils out of that place. Did we? No. We prayed that it would be revealed in there. And that the God of peace would come. Because this family was not in church. And I told them, if you start coming to church, we will come and pray for you. But I knew they weren't serving the Lord. And for me to walk in there and cast the devil out, what's the word say? Come back seven times worse. Wasn't going to do it. Wasn't going to do it. Wasn't going to do it. But we knew he was there, and he knew we were there. We, we left. We knew what was in that place. Guys, we've got to be sober of spirit. We've got to know what's going on out there. We've got to, you know, every airplane I have ever got on in my life, the very first thing I do is I grab a hold of it, and I say, Lord, I bless this plane in the name of Jesus. It's going to get me there safely. <laughs> safely. The pilots are going to fly. And one day I was landing in an airplane, and I'm sitting in my seat, and I look out, and I Oh, there's the runway. There's the front of the plane. Why is the runway over there? And we're doing this. <laughs> and everybody's screaming. I'm serious. And I was like, Jesus, I, I still think there's a few more things you told me I was supposed to do. I don't want to go home like this. <laughs> and, man, he turned that thing down. And I was like, man, that was one of the best landings I ever experienced. Thank you, Jesus. Right? But. Again, it's paying attention, and again, it's always being sober where you're at. I'm making fun of it, but I'm trying to get you to pay attention to it. Is it, The devil's always wanting to kill you. It's his job. That's what he does. But we have to be prayerful of the authority we have. You have authority. Your words have authority, good or bad. Good or bad. As a believer of Christ, you're either life or death, the power of your tongue. The enemy comes in like a flood. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. But it's really my Lord rebuking you because right now I'm his ambassador here in this moment and he's given me the ability to speak to you. That's what he's done. 
Amen. So give me the ability to speak this. Look at the very last thing. Comfort from the Lord Jesus Christ. John 16, 33. I'm going to read it for you. These things I have spoken unto you that in me, in who? Jesus. You might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulations, but in be in good cheer. I have overcome the world. I've overcome the world. Bad things are going to happen. But be of good cheer. That there's a battle going on, and he is winning. And I know who wins in the end, too. <laughs> the Saints. I ain't talking about the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, amen. Any questions about this tonight? Talk about any of that? No? Amen. Well, hey, can we pray before we leave? You can stop the stream up there, guys. some praying if we could do that.